And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodger Ritchie, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. And it is officially training camp week here for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. As uh, we're getting uh, closer right now to the start of the regular season here. And the 102nd season here of the National Football League right now. And good evening, everybody. I'm Charles Prodigy Ritchie here. Uh, getting ready to get things started right now. As uh, we are looking for yet another uh, campaign right now for the Steelers uh, to be in playoff form and try and get that seventh of Lombardi tr- for their franchise. And uh, some definitely some very uh, headline stuff going into it right now. Uh, we're also three weeks a little uh, less than two and a half weeks away from the Pro Football Hall of Fame right now. Watching with four inductees going into Canton for the class 2020-2021. And uh, also, too, Vince Williams, too, announcing his uh, retirement after eight seasons right now uh, playing with the Steelers. How much will that be affected this year? Uh, Find out where to get into that. And also, too, in the last uh, two days, the Steelers, they did sign uh, Melvin Ingram right there. They brought him in uh, for a tryout. He has been signed to a one-year deal. And how much of the question is this bag will put on competition for a guy like Alex Highsmith to play opposite side starting of T.J. Watt? And speaking of T.J. Watt, still no deal yet on the table. Uh, still a lot of people on the fence right now. Heard many uh, people. Uh, one uh, guy, uh, Bob Papiani of KDKA and 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh, seems to think that a deal will get done for TJ Watt. He has no hesitation that it will. The only question that's going to be is will it get done at the start or during training camp? Or on the eve of the start of the regular season. So we got a lot of questions right there. Uh, TJ Watt, he's definitely going to be the most intricate uh, piece of the puzzle. Is trying to figure out how to move that sal- how to be creative with that salary right there uh, for years to come. Uh, definitely a lot of like, moving pieces they got to figure out. But other than that, uh, we're getting ready to kick things off just momentarily here. Once again, if you guys want to follow me on social media, you can definitely do so. You can follow me on Twitter, at Prodigy Richie. I mainly tweet at CGR on Twitter. And for the Man Steel podcast on Instagram, it is at Steel Nation right now. And before we get into some Steelers football right now, I don't know if anybody got a chance uh, to see the NBA Finals. NBA Finals has just gotten wrapped up right now. Uh, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo right now 
Uh, a guy who a lot of people are been stating he has not chosen to go on our team and chase NBA championship rings. He instead signs his Supermax contract deal, his statement with the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, which is in his eighth season. The Bucks uh, management were able to pick up a key piece in acquiring Drew Holiday uh, to add in with Giannis and Chris Middleton. And they actually uh, start off the series down two games to none. Uh, Lair turned into a delayed sweep by the Milwaukee Bucks, winning four straight. Uh, some pivotal matchups right there. I mean, pivotal mistakes, I should say, excuse me, uh, by the Suns in there. More particularly, I think if one game that's going to stand out for me, it'll definitely be game four, and where Devin Booker had about five personal fouls in the fourth quarter. Uh, with uh, a lot of time left to go to the ball game, it was around the six-minute mark. A lot of people felt he should have been fouled out by that point. But, I mean, they were in command. Nine-point lead over the Milwaukee Bucks. You figure the Suns were going to go up three games one at that point. But instead, the Milwaukee Bucks end up tying the series. Taking it back to Phoenix on Saturday night. And around the second quarter... 16-point lead, uh, slowly got chipped away and evaporated, uh, which the Milwaukee Bucks were able to come back and win that game and was able to finish the deal in Milwaukee. And, you know, I was telling a lot of people, too, when you look at the NBA Files right now and you think about sports in general, especially the NBA as of late, I mean, the theme for the last decade, as we know, has been a lot of players, if, they, if things have not been satisfactory with their current team, they would leave to go somewhere else, try and join and come together with another superstar, team up, and win a championship that way. It has been happening for a long time, but to a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo, he becomes uh, the second player right now in the last five years since LeBron James to win a championship for the franchise that's drafted him. And, I mean, you gotta just uh, sit back and really appreciate it. Let this uh, sink in. I mean, you, you saw both uh, fans right now getting into it. Both fan bases, including the Valley and Phoenix right now. Uh, doesn't seem to have like the most uh, fortunate of luck when in the NBA Finals in particular. All three finals they lost were in six games. And uh, once again, you, I mean, you just see the scratch your head. I mean, is this really like a bad luck franchise in general? I mean, the, the biggest question is right now with the Bucks uh, winning this championship. And, of course, the Suns right now. I mean, of course, a lot of people are, like, starting to look at the early odds-on favorite who's got a chance of coming back to the Fouls next year. A lot of people will probably argue Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie Irving and James Harden. I mean, James Harden, I mean, he didn't really do himself any favors by not getting himself in proper shape physically for his body. Had torn, I mean, he played for a torn hamstring, I believe it was. And of course, Kyrie Irving 
was hurt late in that series against the Bucks in the second round. And the Bucks were able to steal it in Game 7 in overtime in Brooklyn. There was one uh, shot that Kevin Durant had, uh, if not for the technicality of his shoe, his foot being on the three-point line instead of which could have been a game-winning three-pointer, ended up being a, a, a tying basket for a two-point shot. Skip Bayless was definitely uh, very quick to point that out, and I, I must admit how different the, the, the fortunes would have been altered by that if that would have stood as a three-point play. I think that would have definitely been game over. Now, and then now you go into football right now too. I mean, uh, I mean, bring it back to like the NFL, and you just continue to get reminded. To some talent like uh, pair together, yes. I mean, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the most part, as my one good friend, uh, the K man of the mic, uh, Paulie C would tell me, is that. A lot of the players from the Bucks that came together were pretty much almost like cast-offs. You saw, like, the Dominic and Sue, who was with the L.A. Rams as their defensive tackle uh, a little over two and a half years, two, two years ago, coming uh, fresh off the heels of losing in Super Bowl 53 to Tom Brady and the New England Patriots for their sixth Super Bowl. So what ends up happening, he, he goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneer, signs a deal with their with them, and in his second season, thanks in large part to Tom Brady coming into town, uh, deciding to leave the New England Patriots, and wanted to see how much further his career and his winning can carry on. And it so happens, very first season, win the Super Bowl as a wild card team. I mean, he was able to lure guys and uh, recruit guys along to come join him, such as his running mate, uh, Rob Gronkowski. He lures him out of retirement. Uh, was able to persuade the Bucks to get Larry Fournette away from the Jaguars, who I think was released. Then, of course, you had uh, later on, too, Antonio Brown, another guy who was having some off-the-field issues for the last couple of seasons, which really went out of hand. Uh, two years ago. And where he didn't really, really see much, except maybe a fraction or just a few moments, one game, and that was against the Miami Dolphins, I believe it was. So, I mean, he's able to join uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks, makes his debut with the team, I believe, uh, in the game against the New Orleans Saints on Sunday Night Football where they got blown out but look and behold, with a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which, by the way, who had their uh, White House visit yesterday uh, with Joe Biden, or I think it was a couple days ago. But when you look at it right there, I mean, Antonio Brown, who came into a situation right now, a guy who Tom Brady still believed in, I mean, for the most part, really... Uh, Felt a connection there when he was what was a brief time there with the Patriots. Spot the chaos that went on, how he backlashed at Robert Kraft after being let go. 
like I said, he made his debut uh, when they were playing against the New Orleans Saints where they got blown out 38-3. But then uh, from that point forward to uh, the Buccaneers, from that point on, they went 5-2 and two to finish out the regular season, including 4-0 in the playoffs. I mean, to win the Super Bowl. And I, I think the one the uh, sweetest victory outside of that, too, I think the, the, the toughest victories, if I had to list them in, in order, obviously being the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, I mean, it was definitely, like, in that in, in that peck, in the, in that rank of the pecking order. But then I'll put number two behind there, of course. I will probably go with uh, Drew Brees and the Saints. I mean, yeah, they had to beat the Packers to get to the Super Bowl. But the way the New Orleans Saints was able to lock down on this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team defensively and was able to, uh, I mean, get after Tom Brady and uh, be a little bit physical in their own rights, for the Bucs to do what they did, I mean, regardless, I mean, in the playoffs, I mean, I mean, they, they, they got even with them. They were able to win that game. 30 to 20, uh, 10 points in that contest. And where you would see uh, the Buccaneers really start to slowly uh, chip away. I mean, the second half alone of that game, I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they outscored... Uh, the New Orleans uh, Saints, actually, they shut them out, I should say. Excuse me. They, they shut out the New Orleans Saints in the second half to only come up with 17 unanswered points when they were trailing by a touchdown. They ended up winning that game 30-20. to And then to go on the road in Lambeau Field against a top uh, scoring attack in the Packers, but with a very respectable defense they had. And right there, I mean, a lot of people have probably felt right there that was like another nice little sample size right there. A Super Bowl prelude to see just yell alone two of the top quarterbacks at that time in Tom Brady and, of course, Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers, his future is still unknown right now with the Green Bay Packers. It seemed like they tried offering him, from what I understand, a two-year extension, which would have kept him an additional five years. But I'm not sure if uh, Aaron Rodgers wants to stick around that longer. Still being upset with the fact that they uh, selected his replacement. I mean, pretty much in his eyes, in his mind, and Jordan Love. And also, too, I mean, when you look at Aaron Rodgers right now, I mean, just about the respect factor. I mean, just how much is he just being uh, silenced, not being cared about his input, of trying to do what's best for the Packers and his chances of winning our Super Bowl ring. And you look at guys around, too. I mean, look at you look at a guy like Tom Brady, who when he goes to Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and for guys he's requesting to come join on his team, 
he he pretty much gets what he wants. Was able to talk to Bucks and Bruce Arians and the front office and the building this team around. Enough to win a Super Bowl championship. Then you look at a guy like Peyton Manning, who went over to the Broncos. I mean, uh, pretty much about... I mean, like, uh, ten, ten, 10 years ago, I mean, he, he went over there. Well, no, nine years ago, excuse me. But still, I mean, you look at everything right now, I mean, that has been happening around. And, of course, you can understand the frustration right now. I mean, the Packers do not want to trade Aaron Rodgers. And it's uh, driving uh, Rodgers extremely up a wall right now. Where he wants to take his time making his decision and what he feels right and getting himself together. I think it's just basically the fact that he wants not only to be a little bit more thought of and considered when it comes to making suggestions, but also to showing the respect factor and just realize I'm more than just your quarterback. So that's... <laughs>